Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech Athletics Podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. This is your instant reaction to Texas Tech taking down BYU 8578. I'm your host, Spencer, joined as always by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Nice. Kelam Victory LaCroix. <laughs> That's what's up. How are you? Got a little Diet DP in my cup. Ah. Ah. Man, was like a feels, Diet it feels Coke nice. No, it's good. I felt like I felt like Texas Tech was heading to um pun intended, get taking to the woodshed again. <laughs> like they like they were previously this week in Houston, but Turned it around, seventeen point deficit to win by seven. Yeah, it was at a twenty. What a, what a win! <laughs> twenty three point swing there in the second half. Um, well, you outscored by twenty three. You came back. You were thirteen down at the half. Uh, then you win by whatever it was, seven down sixteen at half. Sixteen. There you go. That would that that adds up to twenty three, which is a good number for us, as you know. Um, it is. It's the 23 personnel conundrum equation. Yeah. Nothing happened in Houston this week. Nah, uh, we don't got to talk about that. But you are four and one in conference play. So let's, let's talk about that. Four and one in conference play sitting alone. Well, I say that I think Kansas state won. So not alone anymore, but you are atop the big 12 standings in basketball as of eight fifteen, Saturday, January 20th. At four and one, 15 and three overall record. It feels good, man. It feels a lot better than it did uh, Wednesday night. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Houston, three and two, a full game back. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't and you know. I, they struggled a little bit today against UCF and offensively. Uh, UCF won f- sneak 57 to 42. Yeah. UCF's a. Yeah, the, they're earning their spot in the Big 12 pretty handily with being a team that doesn't have a great record, but a team that you still don't want to play. Now, Houston took care of business eventually, but only scored 57 points in the process, which is quite a bit lower than what they're usually capable of. But man, just to see, kind of to see the narrative, uh, I felt like there was a narrative going into the Houston game of, oh, they lost two on the road or two in a row on the road. They're, they're, they're probably not that good. They're probably a little overrated. And then after that, everyone was like, oh, Houston's probably the best team Tech's going to play all season. Probably the, I mean, which just is probably an incredible team. It, it, it could be, it right. could be, but I, I just did see kind of like a very big pendulum swing of 
they're not that good to no actually they they are really good and and uh, that's that's just how basketball goes sometimes that's how basketball go it's how it goes <laughs> in the big 12 man um yes speaking of okay so what are the standings 19th ranked tcu 13th in the big 12 well and they okay two and three i know th- we will talk about the byu tech game i promise because that's that we probably is, that's should we, why we we're probably here. start there well we we can but i thought really quickly so just just today in the big 12 to give you an example so tcu lost on the road to iowa state by one 73 to 72 Houston, as I mentioned, took care of UCF, 57-42. West Virginia went to Lawrence and won 91-85, beat Kansas. No, uh, no they, they were in uh, Morgantown. Oh, well, why are they listing it second? The Big 12, okay, then they were none t- of that may be right. Both teams, they were tied at 51 at the half. That's a lot of first half points. That's that's more than UCF scored the whole game. And and then Texas, of course, gets that crazy, crazy last second on the run buzzer beater layup mm-hmm. to take down Baylor after Baylor made an insane three to tie it. Uh, so Texas wins by two. Cincinnati barely, barely loses. They lose by four uh, to Oklahoma. So just every game today, aside from the Houston UCF game, was just a nail biter up to the very end. Yeah. Kansas State held on. I don't know if you mentioned that. Kansas State held on to beat Oklahoma State by four. I, I did not. That wasn't okay. updated on this. I, I picked the wrong thing to I picked the Big Twelve website, which is apparently the wrong thing to do because the second team is not necessarily the the home team. I've got the ESPN. That's app. usually how that goes. So that's how it goes. Um all right, let's talk about the the Red Raiders tonight. They take down BYU 85-78. Not the best start, slow start for your and our Red Raiders, but goodness gracious, you look at it from some final figures, Pop Isaacs leads all scores, 32 points. He was um he was he was the guy tonight. He was the dude. Eleven of nineteen from the field, six of nine from three. He had a couple huge ones there to extend the lead there late in the second half. Um it's perfect from the line four four. Uh, five rebounds, four assists. Uh, did have three turnovers, but three steals uh, in 36 minutes. He was exhausted, man. He played a ton of minutes, as did Warren Washington. He finished with 19 points. And then your other score in double figures was Chance McMillan, 14. Um, Joe Toussaint had his worst game, but um, he's still that dog, right? Five points, yes. one of 10 from the field. That one of 10 yeah. was so important. It came at a very clutch, crucial moment at the end of the game, and it was an and one, mm-hmm. I believe, on a drive. Yep. Not long after taking, Tech had taken the lead, or, or it was around all that time. So, sure, he had five points on the night, but that one of 10 was a very, very important bucket. Yeah. You, uh, you, you shot 67% from three in the second half. Um, and 63% from the field to finish the game. You shot 48% from the field and 50% from three. Um, you out BYU to BYU somehow yeah. offensively. And you finished 17 of 18 from the free throw line. I mean, good gravy. Uh, you iced yeah, and it they, away. They lived, they lived up to their identity of just kind of 
not including the free throw line in their game plan at all. I mean, they only attempted five. five yeah, but they took 39 threes. Good gravy. Uh, they were so good in the first half. Um, let's see. They were 10 of 20. They were 50% from three in the first half and then went three of 19 in the second half um, to finish 33% on the night. Shot 44% from the field. Um, okay. Ali Khalifa, like they, in the second half, they, they found something with him. My goodness. I, I think I turned it on. He had eight points. He finished with 21. He put on, uh, whether, whether it was 12, 13, four, whatever, how many points it was when I watched it in like five minutes. Um, and it was just like feed the big man. And he just kept getting it low. Uh, and he was just taking, like, I hate to say it. He was taking Warren Washington to shed, dude. He was like doing all kinds of pump fakes. Um, he put him in the, in the, the, uh, the washing machine, he spun him around a couple of times. Uh, he just made it look easy. And he, he, he moved pretty well for like not only just a, like a tall guy, but a big guy. He's a, he's a big dude. Um, he finished leading the, uh, leading the Cougars in scoring 21 points. They had two other guys in double figures. Saunders had 16 and then Dallin Hall, who ended up fouling out had 12. Um, first half, man, it felt like if they were, if this was the game you were going to get, it was just going to be bad. Um, they shot 55% from the, from the field, 50% from three, they just didn't get to the free throw, which you talked about. And that, that held true for the second half too. They, they went three times in the first half, second two in the second. Um, they just settled so, so much uh, for, for jump shots. Whereas Texas tech was aggressive um, and tough to get to the line 18 times. Um, yeah, and, and just out rebounding our guys. I mean, they ended up, I think it was pretty even both halves uh, first half. BYU out rebounded 22 to 16 and second half. It was 20 to 16. So overall it was 42 to 32, which is their exact average. Yeah. They just dominated the class and to, to echo what you're, what you're going at, you know, you, you see tech's not making shots. BYU can't miss and tech can't get a rebound. It just was a very frustrating first half to watch. And it seemed like something Herculean was going to have to happen, you know, you know, Pop Isaacs when I was, was going to have to go for 32 points or something for this to become. <laughs> guess what he did? <laughs> yeah, some sort of even possibility of, of of turning around. And you also forced eight second half turnovers. Uh, it was 12 on the night for BYU, so that definitely played a big role in the comeback. Um, Ten second half fouls, five of them. Dallin Hall got all five of his fouls there in the second half. Um, they were like, we're going to go after Hall. And, and, and they did, they got, they, they got him booted from the game after 34 minutes uh, of play. Um, but you took those 12 turnovers, turned them into uh, 22 points. Uh, Texas Tech had only six turnovers and BYU was only able to capitalize on to make four of those points. Um, they did with the, the rebounding advantage, uh, BYU did have the second chance points, 18 to seven advantage there. Um, pretty even points in the paint 32 for both or it is even 32 for both teams where whereas it was a 32 point advantage the other night for uh for, for houston yeah you beat. like to see the points in the paint <laughs> kind of come yeah. back a little bit you did see fast break points coming back you had 12 tonight uh, i think you had two 
on Wednesday versus Houston. Um, and man, BYU held the lead for 32 and a half minutes of that game. And like I said, because of the way the game started and how, how far you had to climb, claw back into this one, it just felt like it was maybe not in the cards. You're going to have a, a tough stretch there uh, to go 0-2 this week. But um, you didn't, you, you got the win. Uh, you do get the midweek off. You do have a, a, a couple extra days here to get guys' legs back. Cause it looked, it, it looked like your team was, was, was gassed. Um, and I don't mean that in, in a good way. <laughs> um, whether it was Isaacs or Toussaint, uh, this little break is going to do them well, I hope. Uh, because looking ahead, man, it does not get any easier. You're on the road next Saturday and the following Tuesday at Oklahoma at TCU. So two more road games to finish out the month of January. But as of tonight, 85-78, winners, you're four and one, man. And I, I can't overstate how how great that is. Uh, the start here, I think it was tweeted out. Um, your 15 and three start, four and one in Big 12 play is your best start in something like 20 years. I, I'm just really, I'm still just kind of shocked as, as to what we saw to see this team bounce back like this. It, it felt a lot like the Kansas state game. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, not, not a mirror copy, but pretty darn close. And and then for them to be able to come out and still pull out what they were able to do. And for Isaacs to have the game he had, I, I just don't, I don't think enough could be said for how much he battled and probably how much he's hurting tonight. <laughs> I mean, he he needs that week off as much as anybody because there were a lot of there was. Uh, I, I'm not commenting on officiating, but it was just it was kind of just a tough game. They, it they was, let the guys play quite a bit, and that's hey, all right, that's how it's going to go. And I feel like he got a, the brunt of that quite a, quite often. Sometimes it was called, sometimes it wasn't. And I'm not saying it should have been called. It was just the nature of the game tonight, but just how McCaslin's getting these guys to, to, to buy in and um, you know, whatever he's magically saying at halftime of these games is working. So keep that going. The man, I was watching it with some friends tonight. We kept saying, Oh man, McCaslin's only has one timeout left. And this was with like six minutes left in the game. Never had to use it. Never had to use it. So I, I don't know. I kind of chalk that up into, well, that's pretty good coaching to not need to even use that at all. And and then you look up and there's a minute left. And he's still got it. And you think, Oh, that's great. He'll, he can use it if he needs to, didn't have to. So just a, a really well executed plan in the second half. Uh, I'd like to shout out Darian Williams a little bit for those eight boards. He almost led the team on in rebounds Yep, as a, as a guard. <laughs> well, maybe he's more of a forward, but, well, it's still as, just as Fran locks remind everybody, he's a very undersized power forward. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the the jury is still out. And shout out to Fran and and the ESPN crew. Thanks for going to Evie Mays today over in Wolferth. Delicious barbecue. Too bad they weren't able to make it over to Tom and Bingo's today. It was Tom and Bingo's last day. And for those of you hearing this the first time, I'm sorry. I should have told you all to sit down beforehand, but uh 
Tom and Bingo's will be no more after today. We'll have to have like a sad, sad note to end on, but at least, at least Texas episode. Tech won tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I just going back to that, that timeout, uh, point you're making, uh, we, we've talked about it so much already and, and I hate to like, just keep bringing it up, but like just how effective this coaching staff uses the, their timeouts and not like how, how like, you know, he ended the game with a timeout, but just like when they call a timeout, it's like the perfect time. There were times yeah. in the first, I was like, like I expected a timeout to come and it didn't. I was like, well, what's he doing? Like, like BYU is cooking here. Like, what, what are we doing? Um, but, and, and, and gas, I trust because this dude is a wizard when he calls for time. Um, and having one in his back pocket there at the end, if he needed it. Yeah. Supremely confident. I was like, I like this. I like I having one I ready felt, to go. I felt so good about it. I just kept thinking, man, this game's so close. He's going to have to burn that time out before the last minute. And it's, it may really affect it. And nah, he's fine. Took it with him. Took it to the locker room for the celebration. Yeah. Yep. Um, obviously, like, love the the game you got from Isaacs. You don't want him to have to go 32 points every night. You want to see more uh, from Toussaint. But he's been such a, like, he's he carried the team earlier. Like, he's 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 had his his, his moment. Uh, want to see him, him get his legs back under him. Um, like I said, th- those five points were, were, were crucial. That, that uh, free throw, no, the field goal he hit, to, to get that that first free throw and then to get the next two uh, were just huge. I mean, his five points, um, lowest out of everybody outside of Lamar Washington who played six minutes. Um, but still, I mean, just it's just a thing of beauty. I, I, I love watching him play. I, I, I don't love how much he tries to get the call. You know, he's driving, throws his head back a lot. Like I, I, he got one though. He did. <laughs> he got a he got a pretty good I think that might have was that the front end of the one and one he missed. But uh yeah, I remember coming straight off immediately coming across half court. Yeah. And I thought, ooh, he sold that. <laughs> his yeah. neck his that, neck probably hurts from how much he sold that, but he sure got it. That may have been Hall's fifth. Um it might have been. I, I probably fans of, 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 of opposing teams would probably hate Joe Toussaint for that. Um, I, like I said, I, I love the grittiness of, of him and, and, and what he, what he brings and he's still able to contribute so much to this team, even when he goes one oh, for yeah. 10 from the field. Um, we'd love to see that come back. Walton, like those two threes he hit were just massive. Um, with, I mean, I love this team. Like there's nobody on the team. I was like, ah, man, we really could use more to this guy. We're like, really need this guy to step up. Like the guys that are playing, like obviously you want to see more, um, you know, from your starting guys when, when they're in there, Lamar Washington, like you want to see more minutes. Cause it was a very heavy rotation of, uh, your starting five plus chance McMillan who had 32 minutes. Uh, Joe Toussaint played 26, Colonel Walton played 25, and then Lamar Washington only had six minutes. So it was a very six-man heavy rotation there. Um, and then Robert Jennings played three. Um, would love to see that kind of even out a little bit, spread out. But it's hard to to disagree with 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 the results. As I mean, you win a game like this uh, with how the, how the the roster was managed, how the bench was managed. It's like, you know, you do you, man. Yes, right. Um, 
So we will uh, we'll wrap up there, Michael. Unless you got anything else to add about this game besides it's just winning feels better than losing. Oh, so much better. Yeah. And I, I can't wait for the next couple of matchups. And this league is intense. It's nuts, man. Um, so we, we, we talked about how you wrap up January on the road at Oklahoma, on the road at TCU. February, you've got eight games. Home versus Cincinnati in Waco. Home versus UCF. Home versus Kansas at Iowa State, home versus TCU, at UCF, home versus Texas. My goodness. Yeah. The UCF games, they worry me a lot more now than they did two or three weeks ago. They do. They do, certainly. Um, And then you've got three in March, home versus West Virginia. Sorry. In Morgantown, in Stillwater, home versus Baylor. So... That'll do it for us on the 23 Personnel Podcast. Text Tech comes out a winner, 85-78. We will be back on Tuesday for your normal, regularly scheduled content. Um, no game to preview as we just talked. Well, I guess we will. We'll, we'll preview the, the Saturday's matchup against Oklahoma. But for Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.